0: Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution.
1: A very warm welcome to the Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia El Good evening, I'm Seema Barker. So, we have a packed show this evening, and it's full of St. Albans good eggs. That's it, basically, isn't it, Seema?
0: Well, it's just, it's really such a thrill when we get to talk to people who are uh, from the local area and who are doing so many interesting uh, things that we can
1: all uh. You know make us all feel good well that's it and it's all like words that spring to mind about the people that we've got here tonight and later on the show they're just altru complete altruism selfless kind such lovely services that they're provided to people in the local area and and that's why we wanted to bring them on so parents know what's available particularly our first um set of guests and we have four lovely young ladies in the in the studio this evening
0: and i can say i can say that they are also really good fun to be
1: with in the studio it's uh it's all happiness and smiles here this evening (laughs) It is, it is indeed. So now we we can actually talk specifically about who we're talking about. So we're talking to the carer support team at Watford General Hospital, Starfish and uh, Children's Emergency. And they are a team of 21 volunteers doing incredibly kind and meaningful work at uh, Watford General, Starfish and Children's Ward and Children's Emergency. And if you've ever been there, you'll know... um, You probably aren't there for a very nice or pleasant reason, but if you are, uh, this group of people definitely make your life a lot easier when you're there. We'll talk to them in detail, but the people we have in the studio are um, the founder and manager, Suzanne Boone. We have Karen Stowe, who is the matron of Children's Services. Um, unfortunately Orla Burke couldn't join us tonight, but she's one of the fantastic nurses in the Starfish ward and we have local mum Alison Curry and Karen Graham who is one of the team volunteers so we'll be talking to them in just a second
0: yeah and then uh, after that we're also going to be talking to uh, another uh, very inspiring person who is doing some amazing local voluntary work that is Trevor Meriden, and he's one of 20 dads from Garden Fields Cricket Club. Give it up for the dads. And uh, they're, they're, uh, or their other name is uh, AKA Men of Fields, and yeah. they're undertaking an adventure uh, for Rennie Grove and um, St. Francis Hospice. And uh, it is quite an adventure, I have to say. It's going to be quite a trek that they're, they're undertaking. And so we're going to be chatting to him later on, finding out what he's doing and how we can support him.
1: And he's bringing along one of his fellow dads, who's called Rob Walter. So at around quarter to nine, Rob Walter and Trevor Meriden are going to be in the studio with us, talking about 140k walk. well (laughs) you know just
0: an afternoon stroll to me
1: the thing the thing i'm trying to find out is you know those backpacks that are filled with water yeah i want to know if theirs will have water in it because i've got a (laughs) suspicion that it might actually be beer
2: oh
0: no come on let's not just assume that they're dead dads and they'll have beer it might they might go
1: you know to cider you think it's stereotypes.
0: I'm Well, I'm not saying. They might be martini men. You never know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's very true. And, of course, every penny of the £25,000 that they're trying to raise will go to Rennie Grove and St. Francis Hospice. And they have a link. Uh, we've shared it on our Facebook page where you can uh, donate. And we'll be doing the same thing for the Carer Support Trust. Um, have your cards on the ready, everybody. Okay, so to start off, we've got Suzanne Boone, who is the founder. Um, and manager of the care Support Team. How are you, Suzanne? I'm good, thank you. It's lovely to have you back. This time of year, we always pester you and beg you to come on the <laughs> show and talk to us about what, how you guys are doing. I'm very happy to be here, thanks.
3: So tell us, tell everybody what the Carer Support Team is in case they don't know. Sure, it's a, it's a team of 21 volunteers at the moment and we give practical and emotional support to parents and carers that have sick children admitted to Starfish Children's Ward and Children's Emergency at Watford Hospital. Right, so such an important <laughs> voluntary service to provide to parents. It is, we know that uh, no one is better suited at helping their child than the parent, so one of our main roles is to support the carer so they can take care of their own child. And we do various things in order to do that. Give us a sample of some of the things that you do. Sure. So we give information on the hospital. We signpost local family support charities or services. We provide emergency toiletries to families that come in through children's emergency in the middle of the night, for example. We'll sit with the child uh, so the parent can leave for a break or a shower or to get food or just to deal with other family logistics, which always go awry when you're having a hospital visit with your other child. Of of (laughs) course it does. And of course,
1: you know, if you found yourself in the emergency of the children's emergency or in Starfish Ward it's very unlikely that it's a planned visit. So the idea of bringing something for yourself is kind of... And and chances are you've had to stay for a night or maybe two nights, you know, so have that kind of kindness and support there you must really be so so much appreciated by the parents
3: you come across. I I think we're we're really lucky we have gotten to know a lot of the parents and in fact one of them is here tonight. I know that our team does have a good impact and I think about 99 percent of the the families if not 100 percent Think we make their stays in hospital a lot more manageable and, and a lot nicer. I think you're being very
1: very <laughs> diplomatic. You know, it's a it, no, it's a it's a fantastic thing to offer.
0: Um, so Suzanne, can I just ask you how does it work in practice? Uh, a family has gone there, and uh, you know, parents maybe with another child, and. Do your volunteers
3: simply approach them and offer mm. them help? How does that actually work in practice? So if they're coming into children's emergency with that child, we uh, our team works uh, various shifts, often 10.30 to 1.30 in the daytime or in the evening we have increasing numbers of shifts um, when it's very busy in children's emergency, so those are particularly good. Um, we approach the nurse's station and we say who needs us the most and they point us in that direction and then we prioritise in that way okay <laughs> right and and so you've obviously
0: got quite a lot of volunteers 21 you said and this seems to have ha- grown quite a lot <laughs> since,
3: yes. since I last spoke to you so yeah, can yeah, you yeah. tell us
0: how, how has it grown over the last five years or so
3: well uh, since I started five years ago it was me and now we're at 21 of us and right. I have a waiting list of three Wow for, for September um, and to be honest I'm thrilled. I'm doing volunteer reviews at the moment, and I don't have one volunteer that doesn't enjoy the role. It's uh, hugely rewarding. It's unlike most volunteer roles in a hospital in that it is very remit-driven. We know exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Um, We communicate that to the carers and to the staff. So there's no overlap between what we do and what staff does. And we have effective impact as a result we are you know we are there to support carers by doing practical things and it seems to it seems to work so c- t- tell us what are are there any specific highs that you can talk about that the, yeah there are lots of them in fact I had to really cut them down <laughs> when I started writing them out but as as manager, I still make sure I get my time on the ward as a volunteer because that's what drives my passion. Um, and nothing beats a shift uh, more than when you really think you've made a difference. And that can be something as simple as getting a mum that's been up all night a cup of tea or because she's not slept, she's been so worried about her child and just listening. Or it can be something more significant like putting a carer in touch with a local charity which is giving them help that they've needed for some time. Right. Um, Other other highs are are more managerial, and that's seeing the team grow. So 21 volunteers in five years is phenomenal. Um, And everybody really likes it. All the volunteers really are good. They have great skills in which to share, and they're enthusiastic to share it. Um, And we just keep making more and more links. So you know, I'm now in touch with the Ollie Foundation um who are you know giving us some some uh, garden equipment to enjoy at our fundraiser which is coming up and they're putting us in touch with some very good youth mental health training that we're going to take advantage of in the new year. So there's just so much potential. Yeah, abs- <laughs> it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, that's a- absolutely. And and also you said putting um you can put some parents in touch with uh, some local charities. Mm-hmm. So, you've obviously made links, you've established yes, links yes. with local charities. Yeah. And, and how many local charities are you working with, do you think? Is it, is
3: it quite a lot? Well, we have a, a, an A5 leaflet of charities that we certainly suggest and signpost. Yeah. I would say consistently, probably about five right, that we look okay. at. Yeah. Um, you know, Youth Connections is one that we work closely with. Uh, home start is another both dealing with kids in different age groups yeah Um, we've just gone in touch with the red box project which uh, is helping us in children's emergency Um, lots lots of different charities that we use and I can see how that could be easier for a parent because when they're
0: talking to medical staff perhaps they are thinking simply of their child's uh, condition Mm. if they're talking to somebody else else who yeah. isn't actually medical staff then yeah. perhaps they're more able to think about where they could get help so when they're perhaps more open to those conversations yeah, um, yeah. Do, do, do you think there might be something in that
3: yeah no I think what is key about us is that we are not medical yeah so and we are there at a very stressful point in someone's life and and they kind of grasp onto us in a sense because we're not medical and we can listen
0: yeah
3: have a more holistic conversation with them yeah I suspect there are some lows, though. Are there? Um, are there some well, lows? I'm going to say one more high oh, before, you, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> before okay. you move on to the lows because it's really, really important that people realise that our team is actually really good at what... It does. Yeah, so absolutely. in uh, 2015, from that point on, the Care Quality Commission has rated our team as outstanding. Oh, that's fantastic. And that, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, and they refer to our support as invaluable to families on the Children's Ward. And then in last year, in 2018, our team was placed second in health Force's National Award for Outstanding Volunteer Team in Health Services. So that was pretty phenomenal. Well, that is an amazing nice accolade. Here. I mean,
0: but both of that, that is amazing. You yeah, see, yeah, yeah. we know what we're talking about when we say we have amazing people <laughs> in, the, uh, in the studio tonight, and we really do, because this is a, a local team that has only been around for five years, and now they're, they're
3: second in national awards, which is just fantastic. And then uh, we're waiting, hopefully good news next week, on a nomination fight by uh, Watford MP Harrington for the NHS parliamentary awards. He put us forward for outstanding volunteer team in the country. Wow. So we are hoping that there'll be some good news that comes from that. Fingers uh, crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, we know we like what we do and that's the most important thing. Well, you like what you do. Your volunteers are happy. Your volunteers are, are uh, you know, you've got a waiting list and you know, you're making some, you know, we're making an impact. And we do think we're part of the NHS solution. Effective, impactful volunteering is part of the solution. Well, that is that is good.
0: I am going to bring you back around to that question, though, not because I'm dying for an answer, (laughs) but but it all seems a bit too good to be true. It is. It is.
3: Volunteer work (laughs) is hard. It's tough. Mm -hmm. And so and everything (laughs) takes money. (laughs) Ah. So that's that's the Ah. low. That's the low. Right. Okay. So we want to be entirely community funded. We sure. don't want NHS money, nor is it available. Um, but we are having a very hard time accessing funding. Okay, It takes 30 grand a year to run a team of 21 volunteers with a part-time manager. Um, and we offer 60 hours of support a week to about 6,000 carers each year. Wow. So, you know, 30 grand Payment is has got a lot of benefit there. <laughs> yeah. We are wholly reliant on community funding. We are busy doing funding applications, but there are more small charities than ever out there, and they're all scrambling for dwindling resources. So we need some really good community businesses to jump on board and to see what a wonderful service this is, mm. and to just go with us, because we are doing such innovative and wonderful things, but we do need support from the community to keep it going. We've got, we've got money to the end of this year, 2020, we need support. We, we do have a wonderful company called Emaco, which is a Hemel-based engineering infrastructure company, who's uh, got to know about us and the wonderful things we do through one of our volunteers, and they gave, have given us a significant contribution of six grand this year. And they're great to work with. This month is work shadowing Month with Emiko. So if you're watching our social media, you'll see uh, this week, Michaela was in on Monday night and, mm-hmm. in Children's Emergency. And last week, it was Lee, who's the Senior Construction Manager in <laughs> from Emeco, meeting all the people in Children's Emergency and working alongside the volunteers. They're also actively supporting us at our fundraiser in July. So we have a lot to offer these companies that big charities, can't always do yeah no absolutely so. absolutely I mean that that's a really nice thing for those yeah.
0: employees I think yeah, that they wonderful. can actually get involved and it's not just a check that's being written by the company no 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 and and that's gonna that's that's actually really good employer employee relationship because it's, it makes them feel uh, vested
3: in their own company yeah. it's supporting families it's yeah. supporting carers it's supporting the NHS and it's supporting volunteering that's yeah. ticking so many boxes and what they have to realize is through shows like this that give us this free marketing we have to take it because i'm running the whole care support team i don't have a marketing budget i don't have you know all these people doing that job that big charities do but if they get on board we can give a real personal service back i think on a general note i think people
0: don't realize unless they've been involved in charities and i certainly didn't realize it until i was that actually the time it takes to uh, make applications for funding it is <laughs> significant. phenomenal yeah, and, it's very significant. and you are often making those uh, very complicated applications which may just fall at the first hurdle mm-hmm. and then you're on to the next one and and that's something that people perhaps don't realize mm-hmm. and so you also need to be able to
3: get in touch with yeah. local businesses yeah like yeah. you say they say you make six six applications and you're lucky to get one back right so yeah. we're now waiting the six so fingers crossed <laughs> yeah that's that's fantastic well look that's that's a brilliant start i'm
0: really happy to to have heard all that we're going to come back to you susan mm. um but first i think we're going to talk to uh, another member uh of the somebody else that we've got in the uh, studio tonight who uh, and this is karen uh karen stowe Uh, who is matron of children's services uh good evening and welcome to uh the uh thanks for having me uh well we're we're delighted to have you now karen you're relatively new to the hospital can you tell us how you feel like the team is supporting the work that you and your nursing staff do so yes so
4: i started at watford around about January and um, during my handover period finding out about this team I just thought wow what a fantastic idea what a great support for the parents and the families and it's something that I've never experienced before in any other children's services so to have this given to me as part of my team is just absolutely amazing and having Suzanne running the team who's committed driven and just so enthusiastic really is brilliant she supports our families fantastically. They absolutely love the team. And Karen, it's quite a unique service isn't it? It is not it Yes, yes. Does, yeah.
1: does it exist anywhere else?
4: No, I've, I haven't. I've, I've probably worked in about 30, 25 hospitals and I haven't seen it anywhere else and I absolutely think that they need, they just need to get on the map and spread the love because it's something that every hospital would benefit from. Not just in children's services, if you think about um adult dementia that sort it would just be fantastic just to but we're concentrating on our team and building our team at the moment and getting on the map and
1: then i think you should spread the love <laughs> i like that yeah i, like I think that's a g- carer support team spread the love yeah <laughs> i think that might catch on karen and and tell us what do you what do you think is unique about this specific service that they provide is there i mean it 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 could potentially be tricky because obviously you don't overlap between your the service you provide to patients and the service that these volunteers provide Does so it, um the
4: unique thing is they literally haven't got a job description as such they just run with it so um they would they go so we had a difficult um Family a few weeks ago, where they had a difficult diagnosis, and they went in from a, like as a carer point of view, rather than all the medical workup that we were doing, they went in independently and managed to speak to the family. And just to, just talking was just fantastic for that family. Although they still had the anxiety of the time ahead, just that at that point of time, it just alleviated the anxiety for a short period of time, and it was fantastic. And that not only they see children with mental health children and young people, I should say, of mental health, um, children oncology. And then just your overnight patient who uh, is equally as anxious about being in hospital. The parents is somewhere new. They don't know how, where to get food. They don't know if they can go and have a cup of tea or if you're allowed to drink a cup of tea on the ward. So they just help with that. And
1: they're such simple Simple things that can make a situation so much easier. Just being able to be signposted to where a cup of tea is, or be handed a cup yeah. of tea, or or know that your car is not going to get towed away. You know, because exactly, and that's you, actually you parked it the in biggest such
4: anxiety of parking. Yeah, but um, it's something as nurses because you get so caught up in the medical and making the child better and what things you need to do to get to that level. That sort of thing you kind of forget at the time. So they come along and they fill that void and they alleviate the anxieties of the parking, of the food and drink. And then just like if their child's hungry, they, they, um, they'll probably... They tend to go to the care support team and ask them, "Is my child allowed to eat outside of dinner times?" And they provide that advice as well as an S. But they're they're around and they're buzzing around, and it's just fantastic with their lovely t-shirts
1: on. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have to post a photo of you and uh, your team and the t-shirts. But uh, the the thing that I that I love about it is actually taking that logistical pressure off staff when and giving them the opportunity to focus solely on care of course they're going to be lovely and warm and friendly as they always are nursing staff but it just takes a bit of the responsibility away I'd imagine it definitely does
4: so um, if a parent wants to nip down to the shop normally they'd ask the nurses or you you know can you just keep an eye on the baby and sometimes that's not possible sometimes we're so busy we can't do that so then that the parent then doesn't manage to get to the shop because they will not leave their child the care support team come in they'll sit with the baby or their child and they just they just take all those pressures that you don't
1: necessarily think about off of the parents so lovely yeah it is lovely to have and there must be a lovely working atmosphere with the team because it's so harmonious you know we we know from because we know Suzanne and we know you know that she invests a huge amount of energy and positivity into (laughs) this. so we like it it must be a lovely atmosphere to be to work together in it's lovely and they have the same
4: training as us. they're bound by the same confidentiality so there's things that they can know that they might not need to know everything about the child but they they have all had that training, they're all at that level to know every, like what they need to know. And to mention they've now, as you were saying about going into children's emergency department, they're now expanded in there and the, the team are loving it in there. The nurses are loving having them there. The parents are absolutely loving having, because being in an A&E department is very stressful. So it just uh, is um, absolute amazing
1: to have them there as well now. Absolutely, and there's there's nodding heads uh, <laughs> around the studio, and uh, I think we know we know exactly what what you mean. And actually, let's let's jump on to our next guest. Um, so we have so we have here,
0: um, and who was nodding away at the idea that uh, the children's emergency uh, department is stressful, um, Alison Curry. Um, Alison, perhaps you can tell us your experience and how you came across the carer support team um, as the voluntary service at Watford General.
5: Absolutely, yes. I mean, uh, we are known as probably a frequent visitor, uh, thanks to my darling 10-year-old daughter. Um, so, uh, originally I met them in Starfish Ward, um, and uh, they Part of the part of the team, um, so I would expect to see them, um, and they'll. I always see this big smiling face, whoever whoever it is, doesn't matter which volunteer it is. There's always a, a friendly smiley you know, happy face uh, to greet me. Um, it's fantastic, obviously having the medical team who are all absolutely fantastic, covering the medical side of things. But it's also nice in the background waiting to pounce on this is the volunteers, you know, who can't do enough for us, and it's it's it's, it's 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 a real. Uh, peace of mind definitely before you came across him Allison did it seem a bit odd to you that there were
0: these bods in the hospital that weren't medically trained because I'm, I'm just I mean they're wonderful we know that but I'm just wondering under pressure a parent under stress mm-hmm. whether
5: it's just not what they're expecting no yeah, I would say it's the opposite um, as I said I, you know I'm a frequent visitor so I know what to expect uh, but I think If you are a parent going into A&E or Starfish for the first time, it is overwhelming. And medical staff, the nurses are absolutely fantastic and it's, it's no detriment to them. But they're in their uniforms and they're bustling around doing the medical things um and for for someone who hasn't who's not used to that whole system um it is very daunting it is very stressful it's frightening um so to have this friendly face with these fantastic uniforms which aren't aren't uniforms they're 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 t-shirts so they're more casual they're they make you feel more at ease I think Um, and just as I said you know ready to to come in and you know just a friendly face hi how are you whereas obviously you know it's important that the medical team are there to look after your child and do what they need to do with that child you're sort of on the sidelines looking in feeling a bit helpless very often um, and, and they're there to support you and I think also I mean I remember having this experience
0: where my dad was in hospital which is you don't want to disturb the medical staff
5: sometimes for smaller issues because you are so aware that they're doing such important jobs. Absolutely. You know, you can, you can see no one's just sort of sitting there. Everyone's rushing around. They're doing things. They're getting meds. They're, you know, changing whatever they need to change. Um, you know, they're, they're, it is stressful, you know, so they have enough to do. Um, and equally, because I can see that they have enough to do, you know, I don't, oh, could you just watch her for five minutes? Or can you get me a cup of tea? Whereas, um, obviously, that's exactly what the carer support team are there to do. And they do it. And they'll just step in whatever you need them to do uh you know it, it it's just it just makes life a lot easier definitely so when did you first come across them then <sighs> oh gosh <laughs> um that's a difficult one to answer because we are there on an almost monthly basis i'll be honest with you uh but for a long time i i yeah obviously you know as i said we're frequent visitors so uh you know we've got to know them very well over over the over the course of the time
0: yeah and obviously for a frequent visitor to have uh, friendly faces recognizable faces
5: it's
0: particularly important
5: yeah absolutely but as i said you know even if it's not a face i recognize uh, you know obviously as, as the team is, is getting bigger and bigger um you know that's brilliant um so it might be a face that i don't recognize but there's always a smiling face that comes over and you know hi how are you what can i do for you so it's that peace of mind whoever it is it, it, it's it's very comforting and what about your daughters is she is she aware that they're there and you know she- um not so much no her, her level of, of, of awareness uh very often she's unconscious anyway. doesn't really know what's going on but um but the carer support team to be she's being looked after by the the doctors and nurses uh you know and obviously the carer support team is there supporting me which is very often it is fantastic because um you know we, we very often end up in the high dependency unit um so you know two or three nights really no sleep uh, adrenaline stressful um, you know it is it it really does make a massive massive difference to the carer to have that person that's focusing on you because we know that you know we're in the right place for our child to be cared for uh, but it's fantastic that someone's actually looking out for us as well yeah which is something that as parents you often don't think about You don't absolutely absolutely yourself,
0: and actually, it's just occurred to me that in the emergency ward, of course, you might have parents that are there, that have gone there in an emergency, that are on their own, uh, haven't had the
5: chance to call anybody else, and so they will then have somebody who's asking them how they are. Absolutely. And again, to be honest, uh, by the time you get to Starfish, although it's, it's not a fabulous uh, place, the, the, to a point, the stress has, has come out of it a little bit. When you go into A&E, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's wrong with your child very often. You don't know how it's going to be dealt with. So um, to a point, uh, CD is a lot uh, more stressful. So I think it's at least as important that you have that support for the carers, from, you know, for, for the carer support team, definitely, without a doubt.
3: Can I add as well that the NHs actually, in two thousand and fourteen, which was the same year this team started, they put out a commitment to carers document, which was a policy that they had to support carers so it 's just timely i didn 't know about that document when I set this up, but it's clearly was needed, and we 're filli- we're you know we 're responding to a genuine need that the NHS did notice and did. You know register um, so just making that point absolutely and I'm surprised that there isn't um, a push to kind of
1: duplicate what you're doing in other hospitals I mean the NHS mm. must be desperate to copy
3: this model well actually I think the NHS um, is keen to copy the model um, which is wonderful but they've invested a lot of money in help force which is a social enterprise that increases the number of volunteers around NHS hospitals, a wonderful thing. But I really push that the care support team is bespoke, it is unique. And because we have control over who we take as volunteers, who we choose, our training is relevant. uh, We are effective. I don't Think you can dilute those ingredients and get an effective volunteer force so that is where I differ from help force yeah I and I yeah.
1: I can imagine I, and it's very personal it's small yeah. it's yeah. it's cozy and it, it really works right and um, now I'd like to jump on to our fourth and final guest and and that's Karen Graham and she's a volunteer with the care support team how are you doing Karen I'm great last but not
2: least <laughs>
1: Uh, tell us how long have you been a volunteer
6: well I've been very blessed I've been with the team for two years now so I joined because my background was I'd had I've got three children um, but my middle son was born very premature in Watford so I had quite a connection to the hospital Um, and I was looking for a volunteering opportunity Um, I've had a lot of time with him in hospital so it was um, quite fitting that I bumped into Suzanne outside Morrison's (laughs) (laughs) We had a chat um, and and I uh, applied to join the team. Excellent. So it was the right place at the right time for you. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it
1: always the same at Morrisons? Yeah. (laughs) How many things have we sorted out in (laughs) Morrisons? That's parents. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> um, but tell so tell us how is it how are you enjoying being part of the team two years you must be liking it
6: yeah I, do you know I absolutely love it um, because every time so I go in on a Wednesday um, and every week is a different shift you meet all manner of people we get some wonderful mums <laughs> um, and, and what's great is you just don't know what's going to happen that day um, and you could be you know going in meeting people who just need a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a bit of pop parking or who actually really just need to sit and chat to somebody um, and you know it's quite a stressful time so yesterday i was in on my shift without giving any confidentiality away and there's a family who'd literally gone to the gp thought they would be going sending their son to school they find themselves an hour later in hospital son's in theater and actually we made i made them a cup of coffee sat and chatted to them explained yeah that's fine they, they had son hasn't come back yet that's quite normal and then by the end of it what was lovely is the mum and i were just sat chatting about well let's get you a list work out what you're going to need and we had quite a laugh actually because I just said to her you know if you don't do a list your husband's going to bring in God knows what never yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a truer yeah. word and so <laughs> mum had gone from being really stressed to was actually having quite a laugh yeah, yeah. and then son came back onto the ward and all was fine Yeah. Um, but you know that's what we can do and make that difference and the nursing staff are absolutely fantastic but they just don't have time to do that yeah of course they don't and to be
1: honest with you we want them to focus on care don't we we want them to be focusing on the most important thing and they're qualified to do that you know so and the whole purpose of you being there is to be that warm supportive you know voice Mm. to lend a hand which is it's so lovely but i'm sure it makes such a difference I, i i spent a week in starfish when my son was 11 and a half months and if you guys had been there,
0: honestly,
6: <laughs> I think it would have been a totally different experience. And I think, um, sorry, go on, go No, because I was going to say, because I've had quite a few stints with my son in, in Great Ormond Street, like long stints as well, a couple of five-weekers. And actually, you know, for such a massively supported hospital, what is supported there are the children, and that's brilliant but the support for the parents doesn't really exist. Right. So when I was there, I mean I'm, you know, quite typical, I was a mum, I've got three children so my husband's at home, trying to keep down a job, two other kids as well, you know, they're now getting to teenagers and you've got that stress and I couldn't really leave him um, and otherwise you'd be sent to one of the nurses, could you watch it or you get another mum to do it there's no support there at all and as you say, that's that's one of the top children's hospitals in the world so what we do that's why I think it's so important what we do because I know firsthand how it feels to do that stint Absolutely,
1: and the the care and attention that you must lend from your experience is is invaluable.
0: I I also think uh, it strikes me that we are perhaps underplaying what you do, though, because it's just oh, with just a cup of tea and just to this, just to that. But actually, something that Karen Karen Stowe earlier said about how you know parents sometimes dealing with a difficult diagnosis that that that's not an easy thing. Not everybody can be a supportive person and know what to say and obviously you're a chatty person mm. and you want to make something a laugh but that must be difficult for you or, or is it that that feels quite natural or has the training that you've had as a volunteer helped with that um, h- how has that gone Cam?
6: yeah I, I think um, I mean we do get fantastic training and we have a training day in November and we have bring in some great speakers to help us out but I think there's also something about the right people to volunteer in the first place. Yeah, that's what I'm. So thinking. it's a lot of us have had various situations with either children or time in hospital, and I think which has brought us to the team. Um, I think most of us have got. Children. We've got people are grandparents who are part of the team. Some of you know life's experiences, and I think you're right because we go from having a laugh with people right through to you know people almost disclosing their most personal things to you and actually they may tell things to you which they're not going to tell to their own family members because you sit in this role where they're in an extreme vulnerable high pressure situation you're not medical but you're there and you're listening to them and i think that's what we're as a team we're really good at we listen and whatever they need we can go with it um so i've had certainly very heartfelt conversations with people where they tell you all about not even just the stress that they've got of the situation with their child but maybe there's a whole family stress going on around that yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah and we, we do get very close to families and I think I think that's really why parents you know like us and feel really supported by us I think that's right I think I want to stress that
0: that it's more than just a cup of tea is. which is yeah. great but actually yeah. um, if you are very Uh, upset and sharing that with a family member who's upset themselves you may feel that you can't do that Mm. and actually you're somebody as you said that's outside of that Mm. and and I just wanted to stress to listeners that they're doing more than those little roles those little roles are important but actually being that person to listen is it's it's second to none really
1: now, as usual, time is running away with this. I told you, <laughs> girls, we should have done a whole hour. I, t- but I want to come back to Suzanne before. We've just got two or three minutes. Um, um, so you're not short of volunteers. What is it that you're short of? What support you need? So you need local yeah.
3: businesses. Yeah. So we are an example, an amazing example of com- of the community mobilizing itself to support itself and the NHS. So we need businesses to jump on board because uh, we can't do it alone. We've got the volunteer power. We've got the know-how now. We've got experience. We've got training know-how, all that. But we need funding. So if you're a company out there that wants a special charity, local, small, good group of people that know what they're doing, that supports the NHS families, get in touch with us we want donations of about two and a half thousand or five and a half or five thousand plus and we need that in order to keep this team running yeah so uh thirty grand in one year is what we need for 2020 and you've got an event
1: coming up because obviously there's local parents have an opportunity yes so So, um, we have the best
3: family party of the summer it's true (laughs) I've been there every year Um, we hold it on my street (laughs) and it's on my front lawn and on the neighbors front lawns on either side of us and all the funds we raise goes to our annual costs we have Story Tent St Albans Uh, Catherine Holt volunteers for us we have party twists come along to do balloons we have emeco which is our main corporate sponsor doing face painting and glitter tattoos my husband is leading circus skills and is using this as an excuse to keep buying circus equipment (laughs) um my singing teacher is singing for an hour and she's amazing um and then we've got some fleetville moms doing a craft tent uh as well so it's really fun We've had about, I don't want to jinx it, but we've had about 450 people in the past come along. Uh, amazing cakes, all homemade by the volunteers and samosas by my neighbour. And Actually, iced coffees and everything is being provided, all the refreshments by Starbucks Chiswell Green. So, That's man, excellent. I know, isn't that
1: great? It is. It is. Yeah. And you, but really, the cakes oh, are out of this they world. Are. Yeah, they're I, really good. I'm, you know, you know, when you go to a cake
0: <laughs> the sale, I'm just getting
3: into the important yeah,
1: points yeah. here. Okay? <laughs> oh my
0: God, they're such high quality really cakes. Good.
3: And, you know, and I should say, Karen Graham and Anne McGuire have put together an amazing raffle. So, um, you guys have got some really good prizes, I think, if I believe. And if there's any more, yeah. there's any more amazing prizes at their businesses, get in touch via our website. Great. But yeah, so, so please. We, we want, and if you can't make it to
1: the event, if you're yeah. a local parent, this resonates with you, yeah. and um, then
3: we've got your Just Giving page. And you check it, out our website. Our yeah. website is the best thing. All our contacts are on there, all our social media. If you have any business connections that you want to share with us, any raffle prizes, just want to get in touch fantastic and obviously we're going to share
1: that on our facebook page but ladies thank you so much for what you do Uh, and we're on behalf of every parent in st Dolmans, thank you thank (laughs) you so much for what you do we're really very grateful and now i have to hoosh you out and bring the dads in (laughs) (laughs) so thanks for joining us have a lovely evening
0: neve solicitors are proud to sponsor the parent show the friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life.
1: Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. A very warm welcome back to The Parents Show. If you saw the amount of chair shuffling that's happened in the last two minutes, uh, but we're back Back on air now and we've got the dads with us in the studio <laughs> as we mentioned at the start of the show there are 20 crazy fathers um, who are members of garden fields cricket club also known as the men of fields who are undertaking an adventure in um, in aid of Rennie Grove and St. Francis uh, Hospice. And we have two of the dads in the studio with us this evening. Trevor Meriden. Hello. Hello, and Rob Walter. How are you doing, Rob? Hi there. I'm good, thank you. It's very, uh, very nice to meet you. Um, and thanks for doing the quick turnaround. We had to move all our, our other guests out, five guests out and two in. So tell us, what, what's this adventure? What are you up to?
2: Okay, Rob, do you want to do that? Yeah, so um, basically what we're doing, we're um, a cricket club, Gardenfields Cricket Club, um, also known as Men of Fields or MOF, Ah, M-O-F, locally. Um, So we're a collection of dads whose children either attend Gardenfields Junior School or have been there um, previously in the past. Uh, We're ranging ages from about 22 to 73. Um, And in fact, we've got several members in the 60s
7: that are still going strong. And still actively playing with us. It's right. been it's been it's been going for a long a long time and um and, and this walk that we're doing is is gonna be a, a walk of about eighty five Miles, so we're going along the Ridgeway, and uh, and then after we've gone along the Ridgeway, a lot of people will know that in terms of um, Ivinghoe Beacon is is the end point and we start in Swindon and walk all the way to Ivinghoe Beacon, and then walk back from Ivinghoe Beacon back to St Albans. Wow! Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think you should say it in kilometres. It sounds
7: longer. 140 <laughs> kilometres. It
5: <laughs> is longer,
0: <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it more, way more. It's way too
7: far. Three yeah.
0: figures, three figures. So, um, how long is that going to take you?
7: Well. Um, uh, if it all goes according to plan, um, it should take, uh, three and a bit days. Um, and the, the bit will be the walk back from Ivinghoe uh, to, to St Albans, uh, which in itself is quite a, a walk of about 18 miles, I think. It, so.
1: it, you can't do, you've got to do that on road, right? Uh,
7: well, I, I, there are certain back ways you can go where you can walk through a few fields and pathways, but yeah, there's it's going to be a bit on road, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Are you going to actually take over the road, and make people drive around you well
7: it's always a possibility especially yeah, well, if we can, we, we can um collect some funds on the way we can stick out our collecting tin on the way <laughs> like uh, you know, two abreast one of us you know, sort of uh, with the cars going past yeah why not
1: fantastic that sounds great we we have a very important question seem and i were ruminating about this at the beginning so the backpack you know with the with the um yes. with the source of liquid what's in the backpack
2: uh, <laughs> unfortunately that's a trade secret so ah, we're going to have to take that to
7: ourselves for right. now i think <laughs> yeah. we
1: think beer <laughs> yeah. well i thought
0: cider or martinis well
7: let's put it this way it either helps the performance of the walk or it just numbs the pain and we're not saying which so <laughs>
1: yeah. don't forget your compete yeah. as well but um listen so tell us a little bit about this nicknames idea oh
7: right okay right well um every cricketer has to have a nickname it's just part of the part of the furniture of, i've of, never of, of the, heard yeah. that and um and we have we have a number of nicknames don't we um, uh, um we do uh, 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 rookie i should say not not rob because rookie is his nickname smashy is my nickname smashy and nicey you get the radio connection ah. there from times gone by and then along with that um there's people like big j tt ant shep stella dover won't go into that one pammy smudger manny badger wilkes any others um can you think of uh, uh, nice guys definitely coming along with this as yes well. Fuzzy, dingo tpo i can't remember what that stands for but never mind <laughs> victor. Uh, d- d- uh diana victor um i think that's everyone oh we've forgotten uh muff muff, di- muff diving one way and the other um but he always muffs the catch that's why we call him that so oh uh, so um, so that's a uh, that's another one but loads of nicknames
0: fantastic and so um first of all when is this taking place how's the training going both of those how's the training going first of all
2: um, the training's going very painfully. Right. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say. I think between us, we've probably got about four decent sets of legs and knees. Right. Uh, pretty much everybody else is either suffering already or or not actually started with their training at the moment.
7: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's right. There's been a it's been a, a a sort of a combination, a different level of athletic performance. <laughs> I think in the uh, in the build up to uh, uh, to it. I mean, I mean, uh, it's important to mention the charities that we're that we're raising Please money do, for. Yeah. So. Uh, they are um, Rennie Grove Hospice Care and the Hospice of St Francis. Um, and why are we doing this? Well, the walk's dedicated to the friends and families of of moths who have been uh, affected by cancer, and of course all of those people living uh, with cancer everywhere. You know, we just want them to live life better, if you like. Sort of. Um, and, and and those two charities are just fantastic for for helping sort of raise money for for, for those who are in you know in in hospice care or who are or seeking to recover in some way. So when we're dividing the funds that we raise which we hope will be about 25,000 pounds um uh, uh, evenly between the two charities.
0: So so just tell us Trevor when uh, when is this taking place?
7: Um it's taking place uh from the 5th to the 8th of uh, July. Right, yep. Yes, that's right. right. So um uh so so we're going to go down to uh near swindon uh on the evening of the fourth and then start our our long long crusade so there'll be a lot of walking and a lot of talking
0: and and these uh charities that you've mentioned they're they're really important charities locally they've supported a lot of a lot of our listeners will have had contact with them and uh, that you know there'll be a lot of love for these charities yep. uh uh within and around st albans um how is the fundraising going so far so that's a that's a that's a big
1: target that's w- what i was thinking twenty five thousand pounds
2: yeah uh, absolutely um it's, it's a big target uh, we've got a lot of form and previous history in this kind of space so we're confident that we can do it Brilliant. um i think particularly when you look at the the hospices Around about 85% of their fixed costs all come from charitable events such as this. So it's really important for us that we can hit that target and Mm -hmm. we need to make it as big and as meaningful as possible. Uh, we're at around about ten, eleven thousand pounds at the moment. So about forty percent of target. We That's are,
7: and 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 our experience of, of this to date is that a lot of the focus of attention comes in these two weeks before the walk. Yep. So the fact that we're at halfway at this point is very encouraging, and and so we're hoping we will get to the the target if you include Gift Aid as well. The the ever precious Gift Aid. Yep. We're up to I think around about nearly twelve. So we're nearly halfway if you include. That's that amazing. Yeah.
1: That's really fantastic, and. Uh, from previous experience what kind of weather would be good weather <laughs> are, we, are we hoping for um, sunshine but then you're english lads you're all going yeah. to melt, you know? Ho-
2: hopefully no sun. Um, <laughs> no sun no sun and a tail wind would be ideal yes and
7: uh, no rain though not, no, yeah. not rain just in case we discover we haven't got waterproof boots yeah. after all so yeah
1: yeah <laughs> do you bring spares spare boots yeah
7: um i don't but i know a few of the others do so uh, partly because they have to after about day two you know some of the blisters you know that start to emerge yeah. i won't go into graphic detail i'm rather uncomfortable <laughs> and people can switch to soft shoes i think on this particular walk um i think there might be a bit of you know footwear switching
1: yeah. and do i'm taking it you sleep right you do
7: <laughs> we do hopefully
1: and yeah. and what's the, what do you do do you bring a tent and just pop it on the top of Hill beacon yeah or no what well, do
7: you do uh, no we, 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 we are staying in modest accommodation um, at the end of each day like youth hostels and so on just to keep the the costs down and so on so, um, so, so that's what we do so we don't we don't enjoy the sort of lap of lap of luxury because you know we're trying to make sure that everything goes to the charities absolutely I'm, I'm
0: thinking that you are going to be very tired you just need a place to put your head down really don't you
7: definitely
2: I, and I think particularly when you look at um, day one which is 26 miles right. so that's that's, that's the big day for us so right. that's about eight hours walking so we need to get through that one first
0: yeah so you so you're doing a marathon on your first day yes essentially which is uh yeah which is a very impressive feat to then keep going for another yeah. two and a bit days
7: and and the and the, and the and the the issue i mean is very often is is not is not the first day but when you have to get up on the second day and the third day and the fourth day and you really you've, you're aching in bits of your body that you didn't even know you you had
1: yeah i know i I must be it must be really tough and then you must be just dying to sit down have a big feed and just go to sleep yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know where i'm going with this maybe one or two that stay up
7: a
2: bit later during the
7: evening possibly yeah yeah yeah
1: you you don't not every night
7: you sound surprised
1: (laughs) well i was just thinking with during the day the beer in the backpack and then then more beer in the evening
2: yeah it, keep, it definitely keeps you going yeah yeah. So, yeah there's
1: gonna be
0: i mean surely you're just all gonna be a bit bored of each other by the evening you're going i mean what are you going to talk about for 140 kilometers well
7: that's a, that's a great question uh i mean uh, yeah, we're all from we all support for example football is is you know you'd expect us to say football we don't always talk about football but that's a that's an important one so we've got Arsenal fans, we've got you know Liverpool fans. We call them the Scouts Mouses, you know, who sort of scuttle along with us. Uh, they, you know, we talk about the Arsenal fans always talk about Anfield in '89, which is a title-winning time. Um, and uh, you know, whether Jordan Henderson is a great footballer or just a bit of poo, you know, sort of just as a, as a, as a, as a footballer. So, and then there's other things. I mean, I mean, your special subject is Spurs, rookie isn't it? So, a- absolutely, <laughs> yes. Just
2: uh, really baiting any Spurs fans that are out there. Um, <laughs> Obviously in a in a humorous way, in
7: a in a friendly way. Non offensive.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And
7: yeah. I and I talk about Watford. Come on, you horns, you know, where we just we just really um we just talk about the up and coming Watford. But but so it's mostly football, but then we do talk about philosophical life things as well, you know, as we're going. But you have a lot of time to get to know the guys really well. And it's personally it's one of my favourite sort of moth activities because of the the camaraderie. I
0: yeah. bet yeah sorry no i was just gonna say this is this is wildly ironic so the cricketing dads just talk for 140 kilometers about football
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly um uh, also yeah. <laughs> interestingly the, the cricket world cup's on at the moment so yeah. i'm sure there'll be a little bit of cricket chat as
7: well going right, on. Okay. yeah yeah yeah
1: so it's not the same 20 dads every year
7: uh no i mean people there's a sort of rotating cast really i mean some people i mean we've finished off a couple of them to be honest you know on, on previous walks where they've, they've just not come back because yeah <laughs> they're either they've decided they're too old or, or they the blisters were you know it, too it bad but, but we've, we've always got this kind of conveyor belt of of young sort of naive you know moths sort of coming along sort of you know because of course we're connected to the Gardenfield School you know Gardenfield's cricket club and so there's always a sort of conveyor belt of new dads sort yeah. of coming along so we we, we we take advantage of that and so it's an ever-changing cast like in a sort of any good soap really so
1: fantastic <laughs> just as long as word never gets back to the new cohort about it yeah. before you, g- you get them signed
0: exactly. up exactly right yeah.
1: you don't reject t- you don't reject
0: anybody depending on what football team they support no. do you yeah.
7: can I just very quickly talk about the, um, the website absolutely okay. please
1: do and we have one minute and then uh,
7: okay I will do this quickly yeah. okay, so the uh, the website it 's a uk money giving dot com site uh, so it 's uk giving dot com slash team slash men of fields um, w- if you can 't find it for some reason, then also go to our Twitter. Page, which is GF Cricket Club, or our Facebook page, Garden Fields Cricket Club, and I know Lydia, you're gonna, and you guys are gonna have have it on your on your site or in your social media as well.
1: Exactly, it's on our Facebook page already, but we we'll reshare Thank and you. on our yeah. Twitter yeah. as well. You. Parent show, but give generously, everybody. It's twenty five grand; they're halfway there, and uh, a very, very another great local cause. What a fantastic things to d- uh, to do! Um, all twenty of you. Thank you. Best of luck. Will you come back and tell us about the blisters?
7: Of course, yeah, we'll of course. So. We'll also say. <laughs> (laughs) not send you picture, not of the blisters but uh, (laughs) of the rest of it you know as we're doing it yeah
1: we'd love to hear that and we'll share a few bits and And hopefully while you're on the road all gonna hope for good weather for you uh a little bit of gray sky maybe but no rain tailwind Uh, tailwind, lovely that would be much appreciated fantastic so rob walter trevor meriden thanks a million